<clears throat> so a lot of practice, as you know, just about working with uh, difficult mind states, emotional currents, personality patterns. You find yourself kind of going through a very familiar um, experience of being closed down or dull or anxious or irritated or whatever, you know. It's got some kind of emotional flavor in it and it feels very much like me, mine, <coughs> because it is so, gets repeated and is familiar. You know, it becomes your face. <clears throat> and it's that's uh, important because a face is how we uh, manifest in the world, how we affect each other, who we're going to live with. Mm. So it's uh, you know, basically the <coughs> different stages of practice, though you can't exactly go one, two, three, but you get different um, priorities. Probably the first is you just get some sense of a, what I call a presence or core presence, basic stability, <coughs> basic strength, <coughs> basic warmth, warm-heartedness, basic clarity. You know, so... You know, that's just putting it in terms that perhaps you can, you know, you can feel for yourself. You can call them various things in the Buddhist lists of things, but just off of that, strength is a sense of confidence, groundedness, not getting blown away, ability to um, stand up and uh, you know, be with what goes on find, remember one's presence in what goes on. This is perhaps, you know, one of the important things, one of the first things that goes is when we get <coughs> caught, as we lose presence, we just become, you know, the, the doubt or the worry or the tension and, we be, and, and reactions to it. We lose a grounding outside of that. So that's a mixture of... of uh, <clears throat> something that comes through faith, through concentration, through uh, wisdom, through energy. You know, so it's the five injuries establish that um, sense of firmness. And it's important because often, you know, we can talk about being clear or being sensitive and empathic and loving and so forth. And those are important. But really to remember the need for just basic ground, resilience, <laughs> you know, and that's what, that's, that's, your, that's, that's your spine, that's your bones, that's what's going to hold you here, where the rest of it goes wacky. <coughs> so this is uh, this aspect of mind, presence, 
you can liken it to the, the kind of gut knowledge. And it says we have three different brains, you know, a whole kind of little, little set of <coughs> nerves that operate around the, the, the guts. So when you get frightened or you can feel it there, you're kind of trembling, loss of it. Mm. So a lot of nerves are centered there. And that gets particularly, that area gets particularly strengthened in meditation, the hara, the posture, that firmness in the lower body. Things like qigong can also strengthen that. There's a real kind of bit of, bit of a grounding there. And um, the other one is the heart, which is about more what's happening, what's felt relationally. So the first one establishes you kind of in your independently. Here I am. <coughs> Whatever's going on, here I am. That sense. The other heart is the sense of this is what I'm feeling. This is what's happening around me. You know, what I perceive, what I take in, what's, where am I? Am I okay? Am I safe? Am I welcome? Other people, um, spaces, whatever. You know, it's a relational sense. Mm. So again, that's established through these practices. Noticing where you feel happy, where you feel interested, where you feel that sense of, oh, yeah, that's good, I'm with that. Uh, when you feel tense or sad, closed down in your heart, you can't really feel that uh, sense of warmth that gives you eagerness and um, happiness in what you're doing. Mm. This particularly, you know, developed through these injuries, but also it's about, uh, you know, accentuated through things like the devotional practices or just kalyanamita, spiritual friendship, metta towards oneself, loving kindness, you know, basic requirement, always coming from a, some place of sympathy that what we're experiencing is karma. It's not, its particular formulation is, is, in, is specific, but it's basically the same kind of ingredients everybody has. So though it looks like your face, it's really, yeah, it's got a nose and eyes like everybody else. And of course the other is clarity, which is a sense of ordering, being clear, this is this, this is that. Mm. which is much more to do with the brain, you might say. Of course, we can get over heady, but it all worked out in terms of ideas. Seven of these, five of those, two of those, one of these, this, that and the other, lists of things. And actually just have it very kind of nice on paper, but not actually have it embodied. So, <coughs> you know, see why these, you can bring these three together to get a unified body of presence, unified Dharma body, you might say. And then we are able to face and, uh, you know, karma, sense world, and, and develop a face. Uh, uh, you might say develop a, an ongoing uh, 
relationship to our experience. It becomes again quite specific. Different nuns, different monks have different ways of doing things. And yet they will the skills of a practitioner, of course for lay people also, um, really manifest those qualities of of kindliness, of clarity, of an inner strength or an inner inner foundation. They're not easily blown away. They're not they're not easily flustered. And then, you know, some people different expressions of that. Is how you develop your own face. A true Dharma face and you can face up to things. So when we lose it, there's a sense of loss of stability, loss of ground, loss of the ability to relate, we just get fixated, frozen or reactive, lack of clarity, we don't really gets perspective on what's going on. We kind of stuck in a detail. Or we try to wave theories at, at, at experiences. You know, you get some experience of passion or anger and you start saying you're impermanent to it and it just laughs. <laughs> it's true and yet it's like waving a handkerchief at a rhinoceros and doesn't really stop it. <laughs> so it's got to be felt, that sense has got to be felt through the whole body, hasn't it? You really know it. Here this is just something that's going to pass. And I've been here before. You know, it's something that you really knows that. And then you, you're not, and this is the way you continually drain the power out of these um, hindrances and difficulties and every time you drain power out of them that power, strength, clarity, joyfulness comes back into your true body, into your Dharma body. Now you might say one of the basic principles of this Transmutations, transformations is the qualities of inquiry, which are very much encouraged. You know, different words for this. Um, but we look at Dhamma Vijaya, which means really handling, exploring, investigating phenomena. A little bit, you know, abstract what that means, but, you know, it's a summary for handling, relating to working with what comes up in your conscious experience in your mind. Very, you have to handle it, you have to work with it, you have to explore it. And it's one of the factors that supports energy, you know, and is supported by energy. So it's the, the factor in the enlightenment factors that goes between sati and virya. So it's uh, established from mindfulness and then that process of examining, exploring, evaluating, you know, is that gives you energy, gives you something relevant to apply yourself to.
Now, when you sound like, you know, use words like exploring, investigating energy, it can sound like a very rapid process, like, you know, like doing the accounts or uh, doing a crossword puzzle. Uh, I don't know about that, you know. Sometimes it really is just a matter of of bearing something in mind, trying to get a feel for it. And then seeing or trying to feel out, you know, where am I in this or why is this catching me or where is it catching me? And sometimes it's rather like uh, groping around in the dark because we don't know, otherwise we wouldn't be caught by it. If there wasn't some degree of unknowing, ignorance, it wouldn't be a problem in the first place. So you don't just snap out of ignorance. You know, where's the light switch when you're fumbling around the room in the dark? You know you want to switch the light on. Once you get to that switch, it won't take a moment. But meanwhile, you've got to fumble around (laughs) in the dark, trying to feel where the thing is. Is it my body? Is my attitudes my body? Or is it my attitudes about my attitude? Or should I develop more samadhi first? Or maybe if I'm developing samadhi, I'm not really facing up to it. You know, maybe I should develop more vipassana, or should I do more samatha first? Or maybe, you know, dhamma. And all of those would say yes to all of those. Depends. You can only know it for yourself. But um, one way of looking at it uh, is just um, sometimes when you're in these difficult emotional states or difficult mental states, try to see who that is. Or get a picture, imagine who that is. Get a feeling for who that is. It's generally an emotional photograph there like here's me being misunderstood or here's me being failure or me, here's me um, about to be glorified you know some, something we crave we really feel we get hold of something we'll be in this wonderful happy fulfilled satiated state make a little photograph of that person's face you know try to imagine use this very figuratively. But sometimes in those difficult states I can sense myself feeling kind of shrunken and sad and crumpled up, you know. Or sometimes when I get kind of heated up I feel myself kind of um, getting quite, you know, red-faced and angry, you know, and righteous and clear and this is true and everybody else has got it wrong and I'm this and that and the other and they should do this, you should do that. I take a photograph of that and think, ooh. <laughs> you know. Or, uh, you know, I'm about to get what I want. You know, the delight that will occur uh, with my favourite breakfast and how happy and fulfilled I'll be. You get two mouthfuls, it's just, uh (laughs) uh-huh. You know, 
or sitting in the afternoon, you get a sense of five o'clock tea, and get to the five o'clock tea, there'll be nourishment, sustenance, warmth, pleasant things coming in, and take no effort, no strain on your back, no difficulty for your mind, nice easy being suffused by something warm and pleasant, relaxed. And you get to the tea train, it's just kind of, yeah, kind of hot water thermos flask, a few rather tired looking tea bags, some instant coffee, bowl of sugar that's with a couple of spoons in it. Mm. <laughs> you know, take a couple of swigs, it's just okay, it's okay. It's not the same, is it? You have a different, different face and experience. You know, probably. Sometimes mm, just getting a, a, a readout on who we seem to be in any of these fixed, fixated experiences. You know, if there's a kind of tension or a tightening or a sagging, a loss of presence or a spinning. You know, and you feel yourself as being something. Your face, it's the face of karma. And then, where am I really in this? So the, the sense of presence or the, the strength or the ground, first thing is not how am I feeling, what should I do, but where am I? Where actually am I? Where is my presence right now? Can I find a presence, strength, groundedness that sort of just helps me center outside of that karmic mask, that karmic world? Seems to me, you know, sort of like the basic thing we do when we say return to the breath, but sometimes return to the breath isn't always possible, it isn't always what you need to do or want to do or can do. Then can we return to standing, return to the feet? Can we return to the body, relaxing your shoulders, opening your hands? Return to the physical form. Useful. Breathing in, breathing out, just you know, return to the form. Making a form something that increasingly becomes grounded, happy, or uh, okay, warm enough, pleasant enough, reliable, clear, simple. It's a reference point. Form, bodily form, form of the day, form of the training precepts, form, that's what form is for. Just gives us ground, it's not necessarily the most anything, the most wonderful, attractive, but it's, it's just there as a kind of plug-in ground. And then you have to infuse that form with, with uh, your relational skills, that is warmth, flexibility, harmony. Hmm. 
whether that's in terms of the training precepts, the vineyard, or the routines of the day, or just your own uh, meditation theme. The form is not rigid, it's not abstract, it's not artificial, it's, it's something that becomes, you know, just like your own body is. It's got the basic things are all there, but it's your shape within that. So, you know, there's something about a uh, uh, Dharma body, and, you know, excuse the phrase, I'm not trying to talk about as if it's some kind of soul or separate thing, just a reference point. So the sense of a kind of uh, presence that is a body in, t- in, the, in as much as it, it, it feels present like your own physical body does. It, it's got life in it. It's uh, specific, and yet it's made of the same things. You know? And it, it, can, it can relate to your experience in your particular way. It's got your face on it, your Dharma face. And everybody needs one. We all have personalities, And that's good. There's nothing wrong with a personality. It's a necessary function uh, for expression, for communication, for being specific about experience. Mm-hmm. But it's to clear, clean that face so it's not carrying scars and blemishes of past karma of confusion so it's a bright face and then when we have a bright face we can face the world explore, investigate bear something in mind find your presence within that how to be with uh, frustration who is it what does she look like how big is he do you know them do you have some sympathy for them so in this sense of conscious relationship Dhamma relationship Dhamma Vijaya begin to establish presence that's working, workable and it acts as the kind of um, medium that begins to clear ignorance confusion grasping when these are cleared then there is a merging or however it's expressed, rather enigmatic emerging in the deathless. Deathless is just the the mind which has no basis in clinging. So you can't really have it or find it. You can be coming from that, that 
in terms of how you relate to things and then you can also turn back to where there's no face and no body either <laughs>